0: This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about things to consider if you're thinking about running a free challenge. So I have got my publicity for pet businesses challenge happening at the end of April, and while I was kind of starting doing the, doing the prep work for it, I thought I should actually do an, a podcast episode on things to consider if you were thinking of doing the challenge as well. So if you would like to come and join my challenge, I will put all of the links to sign up in the show notes for this episode. Basically, how it works is it's a five day challenge, and each day you get a task which will take you closer to getting publicity for your business. So we look at what kind of things make a story, we look at where we can pitch them to, we look at how to put a pitch together, how to find the right people to contact, and lots and lots of other things. I would like to change things around each time I do the challenge, but the last one was brilliant. So I know what my core tasks are going to be, but I'm going to do a couple of other new things in there around kind of mindset and how we feel about putting ourselves out there as well. So really looking forward to the challenge. If you would like to sign up, go to the show notes for this episode, just swipe up on the app that you're listening to, or if you go over to if you're listening on my website, there'll be a link in the article with this podcast. So that's enough about the challenge. It'd be great to see you there and it's from the 26th to the 30th of April. So have you ever thought about running a free challenge? If you've tuned into this podcast and chances are you have, you might have done one already. Now, running challenges has become really popular over the last few years, and they range from all kinds of different things. So personally, I've done fitness ones, I've done um, Pilates, um, I've done hip ones, all kinds of different things. I've done ones around dog training, and then I've also done challenges around, you know, where I'm learning skills to help me in my business. So I've done them on things like social media, um, things like blogging, all kinds of different things. Um. And it's likely you've probably joined in a few as well, definitely during lockdown, because there have been so many challenges, haven't there? Um, At one point, I did worry about doing a challenge because I thought there might actually be challenge fatigue. Um, But there are still lots of challenges going on. And actually, it's a really great way for you to get some brilliant, to really kind of make a start on whatever it is that challenge is about and, and make some real progress and learn from an expert as well. So... If you're thinking of running a challenge too, then you might wonder what's involved. And in this episode, I'm going to talk you through seven things to consider when you're putting on a challenge. Um, Now, please note that I am by no means a challenge expert. I have done, I think this will be my seventh challenge that I'm doing this time around. So I have run challenges myself. I've made lots of mistakes. I've had some great challenges. I've had some challenges where I thought, why did I do it that way? But what I want you to do is take my take my thoughts on this, and then if you if you're thinking of doing one yourself, I think I've covered the key things to consider. So, first of all, like why would we do a challenge in the first place? So, if you're going to be doing a challenge, the idea is that it's going to be leading people to a paid-for product or package or service. So, with mine, it's to promote my group coaching program where I show people how to get publicity for their pet business so it's a year-long program and they learn everything they need to know when it comes to generating publicity so My challenge is about how to get publicity for your pet business as well. So you can come in on the challenge and in five days you can learn loads to get publicity. I have people finish the challenge and get publicity straight away. Like the following week they're in a paper or they're on the radio. Last time we had somebody on Radio 4. So it was amazing. So you can go and do the challenge. You don't have to sign up and and work with the person who's running it. You can get a result just from doing the tasks in the challenge. Then... The other option is obviously in every challenge that you go along to, there will always be some kind of paid promotion at the end of the challenge. So you'll get an experience of what that person offers, what their area of expertise is, how they can help you during the challenge. And then at the end, they will make an offer to you and say, look, if you'd like to carry on the good work that we've done this week, then this is how you can work with me. Um, With me, if people come and do the challenge and they come and do all of the tasks it's most likely they are going to they are going to get some publicity they're going to learn loads of new ways to promote themselves and they're going to get some coverage every challenge we always get tons and tons of brilliant emails and and screenshots afterwards of people who've got coverage Now, I don't expect them to join the programme, but if they do want the additional ongoing support and they want to have ideas, you know, thick and fast every week to promote their business and the community and all the other things that I offer, then obviously they can come and work with me. But as I say, you know, there's no expectation of people um, joining. So that's what a challenge is all about, is to give people a taste of who you are, what you do, how you can help them, and then they can use what they learn in the challenge and go and get a result, or they can decide whether or not they want to work with you. So the first thing to consider when you're thinking about putting on a challenge is to do your research. So I would go, if you've never done a challenge before, I would go and take part in some really good challenges before you do anything and get, like you're gonna get loads of ideas from doing other people's challenges. And you're gonna see what you think would work really well for you. And you might go into a challenge with somebody else and think, actually, they did this. They did loads of video, they did loads of lives. I'm not sure that's for me and I'm gonna do it slightly differently. So the very first challenge I did when it comes to kind of um educational challenges so business challenges where you're learning something new was I did get leads from LinkedIn um with Helen Pritchard back in September I think it was, no I think it was in August 2019 so I already knew Helen. Um, I'm from Warrington, and I'd been to, I'd actually been to one of her training days um, that she did for the local council a couple of years earlier, and i have met her at networking events and that kind of thing. And I always saw her on social media, and then I saw this amazing challenge that she was doing. So I thought I'd go and have a look at it. I was, you know, I wasn't very active on LinkedIn at the time, and I went and did the challenge, and it was really, really good. Um, Another challenge that is brilliant is um, Vicky Jakes' Supercharge Your Website Challenge. So that, again, is a five-day challenge and it teaches you how to supercharge your website. So how to get your website performing, how to make sure everything's set up properly. So that's a really good challenge to go and do if you've not done one before. Another one that I've, another person who runs challenges, if you're looking, you know, for ways to promote your business, particularly like with social media, is Janet Murray. So I've done a few of her challenges as well. So if you've never done one before, and maybe you're thinking, um, if you're thinking about doing one when it comes to, you know, anything pet related, you can go and join in like a dog training challenge or a cat grooming challenge or whatever's kind of relevant for you. But go and find some similar challenges that are, you know, the, you know, in line with what you're doing in your business and go and see how they do it. Now, this is research. I'm not saying go and copy them. Just go in there, see how they do it and and go and get inspired. Um, So whatever you do in your business, you're going to be able to go and find people who who are in a similar, similar position to you and see how they do it. So that's the first thing. I did my very first challenge um, after doing Helen's um, Get Leads from LinkedIn. So I did hers in August. I did mine in September. It was all put together really quickly, but it did give me the push to go and do one myself. So I'm so chuffed that I did that. So the second thing to think about is getting some expert advice. So if you've gone and you've done a few challenges and you thought, okay, I think I can make one of these work for my business, then go and get some expert advice on how to put all the different moving parts together. Now there is a challenge, a 5-day challenge on how to put on a 5-day challenge and it's run by a guy called Phil Harrison and he is a challenge expert as you would imagine. It's an absolutely brilliant brilliant challenge. I've done it a couple of times and it's really really helpful. So in it, you go into a group, you go into a big Facebook group and you get emails and messages and videos and tasks to do every day. You also get like worksheets and PDFs as well. So you can go and do the daily task and fill in what you've learned that day in your worksheet. And then at the end of it, you've got everything that you need to know to run your challenge. So it's a brilliant way to learn and make sure that you've got everything covered when you're doing it yourself. So I'm going to put the link for Phil's website and Facebook page in the show notes for this episode, and then you can go and register and you can go and look out for when he's doing his challenges, but definitely recommend you go and have a look at that as well. Um, Another thing that I did um, ahead of my last challenge was I had a power hour with Vicky Jakes and Vicky is, um, she's a friend of mine. We were in a mastermind group together at the time. Um, Vicky has a really successful challenge. And I talked to her about how my last challenge or the the previous challenge um, to my January one hadn't gone very well. Um, And about some of the mistakes I made and I knew having Vicky's expert advice would really really kind of boost me up again and make sure that I, I wasn't gonna make mistakes again. So I paid for an hour to chat with Vicky and it was, oh my gosh, it was the best money I've ever spent. It was just so good to be able to pick her brains. Um, And, you know, she put me back on the right path and she gave me my confidence back as well. So definitely if you've got somebody who, you know, who's already done something similar that you that you want to do um, and you feel comfortable in asking, you know, to pick their brains, asking for their support. If you've got the opportunity, go and book in with them, go and have a chat with them and they'll be able to guide you. And that's going to be really, really helpful. So there's loads of pet business mentors out there who might be able to help you with that. If you're doing a dog training challenge, you know go to speak to somebody who's in a community of dog trainers, pick their brains, get their expert advice, and you know pay pay them for that as well. And then that's really going to help put you on the right path. So the third thing I wanted to talk about um, and for you to consider is just not to overwhelm yourself at first. So it is so easy to look at what people put out online, isn't it, where they're talking about having these you know seven-figure launches and all of these huge, you know, huge, vast numbers of people going into a program or onto a course that they've launched and they might have launched it off a challenge. And you can, you know, you'll see these figures and you'll, you know, you might see that they've brought in hundreds or thousands even of people and made loads of money. And that's all very well and good. But what I would say is if you're doing a challenge for the first time, the last thing that you need is a massive group of people who you don't really know very well and where you're finding your feet doing a challenge you're far better off having a smaller group and learning with them and for them to be behind you as well. So the first time I did my publicity challenge, so back in September 2019, I think I had I think had about 90 people in the group and I went in there and I basically said, I've never done this before. Please bear with me. I'm giving it a try. Had quite a few kind of friendly faces in there. People who I'd already worked with who said, come on, Rach, do this challenge. I think it'd be really good. But I went in there and I was very, very upfront from the start and said, look, this is brand new. I'm going to try and help you. You're going to be able to get results from what, from what I go through with you this week. Um, But, you know, please be gentle with me. And that's probably I think that was the right way to go about it. If I'd have gone away and I'd gone into lots of different Facebook groups, if I'd brought in people who I didn't really know into the group, if I'd got into that situation where I had a huge amount of people in a Facebook group and I was trying to deal with it all on my own. And, you know, I was running the challenge completely on my own, apart from. Um, some help from Sophie, who is my virtual assistant, I would have got completely overwhelmed. I probably would have completely lost it. So, although it can seem really attractive to have a massive challenge group with that, you know, hundreds or thousands of people in there, when you're first starting out, just start small and learn as you go. And if you've got an audience and a following of people who like you and what you do, then, like, make them part of it as well. So, explain to them, as I said before, explain that you, you, know, it's new, that you're learning. You'd want their, you want, you'd love to have their support for them to be part of it, and they will really get behind you. And then the other thing that you can do as well, when you've had that kind of small group, that 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 taster group, I guess, is you can get some feedback from them as well. And people will, you know, people, if people like you, they're going to want you to do well. They're going to want to support you, and they're going to want to, you know, help you improve things. Moving forward, so definitely don't overwhelm yourself at first when you start out doing a challenge. So the next thing to make sure that you do, if you can, is and I've learned this from experience, is to be prepared. So if you're running a challenge, it, there are it's, you know it's a big deal. There's a lot of different things that you're going to have going on. You're probably going to have to. You you might be going in and going live in the group every day, and you might that might be your task. So let's say if you're doing like a loose lead walking challenge, you might go in live and talk about how to do it. Or you might have a video and you put the video in and then the people in the group would go ahead and try out the task. They'd then report back and then you'd go in live and chat to them later on. Lots of different ways to do things, but that's kind of that's similar to how I do, um, how I run my challenges. So what I need to do is every day I'm giving people a different task. So I get the videos recorded way before the week of the challenge like last time I think I did the videos in um in the beginning of December after I'd had the call with Vicky and the challenge wasn't until the middle of January luckily I just had my hair done as well when I did the videos, so actually when I rocked up at the challenge I had grey roots but on the videos that I was putting in the group I had a completely different hair- hairdo but nobody really picked up on it so that was good but definitely get your videos and emails ready at least a week before. So again I've done this before where I've been doing you know doing my email the day of you know the day of the task and it just makes you so stressed out. So get your videos ready and your emails ready and written the week before and then you can focus on the group and not be chasing your tail when it's actually happening. So with your with your challenge every day you're going to have a different task and what I tend to do is I send out an email early in the morning about seven o'clock with the, an, an outline of what the task is and then there's a link in there It takes them, takes the, the reader into the Facebook group. They can go and watch the video and then there are different things going on during the day and then at the end of the day I have a live and that's where they have like a question and answer session and we talk about what people have done that day. Um, another thing to um, you can do as well is always make sure you have the live at the same time every day so people know when to come in into the group. So, You know, if you have it at like four o'clock one day and seven o'clock the next day, then people aren't going to, you know, just get. It just means you can get people into the habit of coming along and coming to see you when you're going live. And obviously, you want people to come and see you when you're going live. I always get the fear, no one's ever going to turn up, but you, you know, you want to be able. You want people to know when to come along, and you want. And if that's the case, more people are likely to turn up and come and see you. The other thing I do is I send out an email just before the live. So if I'm going live at seven, I send one at probably like, you know, 6.45 saying I'm going live in 15 minutes. And then it's just another reminder. Um, Another thing I've learned as well is to use StreamYard. Now, this is completely free um, and it's a lot more stable than Facebook Live when I was doing it on pure, you know, going directly live on Facebook Live. I kept getting cut off. And it was, you know, if you get cut off on a Facebook Live and a challenge, you do lose people. And that's really, you know, you don't want to be annoying for the people in your group. Um, you know, you want to have a fairly seamless experience. The other thing that StreamYard does as well is it generates captions. So some of the captions are a bit funny, like when they when it's transcribing, particularly um, if you know, you're someone who talks quite quickly, like I do, some of the things that pop up. Do look a bit strange but anyway it's great that it generates captions because people can read if they can't actually listen to you live they can see what you said um so that's another thing I'm being prepared another thing i would say is um avoid any other big commitments that week um or get ahead with all of your other deadlines so if you're having a challenge week you want to be pretty clear you don't want to have any other big big things going on in your business so Just as an example, I've got a column that I I write every week. I always make sure that's done before my challenge. Um, I also have a blog post and a podcast every week, as you will know if you're a regular listener. If you are, thank you very much. So what I do is I get that written and scheduled way ahead of time. um, And, you know, that will just go out on the Thursday morning. And I also won't be as present in my free Facebook group on the challenge week. Normally, I'm there quite a lot. There's lots of different posts going on. But I will tell people in that group that I'm doing the challenge. A lot of them will come and join and you know support the challenge as well. Um, but you know they will be aware that I won't be able to be as present because I've got this big thing going on and that's absolutely fine. Um, another thing to do as well when you think when we're thinking about being prepared is put captions on your videos if they're not too long. So mine are usually under five minutes, don't normally go over that apart from, I think there's, you know, there's probably one that's like about seven minutes, but they're normally under five minutes and I get captions from Rev.com. Um, so it's, I think it's $1.25 per minute to have the captions done for you. And then I use um, I use a website called Capwing um, to add them into the video then if people can't listen, they can still see what the task is. And, you know, they're not getting up and hearing me yelling out of the computer. They can just put the captions on. So another thing that I learned um, from chatting to Vicky um, is to get some cheerleaders. So this is really important. Um, when you're doing the challenge, you know, there is unless you're a really really confident person, there's always that fear that you're gonna do the challenge and people won't join in, or you might turn up on the live and no one will be there or no one will say anything and you'll just be doing Facebook Live. And if that happens, it's not the end of the world, but you know you want to you want to feel a bit more confident and knowing that you've got some friendly faces on that Facebook live is really going to encourage you and it's just going to give you more confidence. So as I say, it can be lonely and scary, you know, especially when you're on a Facebook Live rather than like a Zoom call or something like that. You don't, you can't see people. You don't know if people are listening. You don't know if people are watching. It's so, it's. It, I found it quite hard. So, having some friendly faces in there is really helpful. So, what I did last time on Vicky's advice is I asked a few clients if they would come along and support me. So I had Becky, Kim, and Michelle, and Sophie, who works with me as well, and they were like my cheerleading squad. What I did, um, I off- I did offer to pay them for their time, but all of them said that they would rather I made a charity donation. So I made a donation to various different um, animal charities to thank them for it. So this time I'm going to be having a FOMO creator, making, who you may have um, heard podcast interviews with her before, or you may be familiar with her. She's a FOMO creator, so she really gets people, you know, she gets people going, gets people excited about things. Um, So, you know, she'll be creating a real buzz about what's going on in the challenge group and she'll be there kind of supporting me as well. Um, And there when I'm going live and I'm worried that no one's going to turn up. So it's going to be great having her there and having um, I'm going to ask my other um, my other supporters who helped me last time to come back as well. Um, Another thing, another very quick tip is to get people to join as their profile rather than their page. And then that way, you know their names and it's a bit more personal. So if you like when I'm when I'm on a Facebook Live and I'm looking at the comments from that day, if I see, you know, Waggy Tails Dog Walkers, I don't know who that person is. So I'll just say, yeah, Waggy Tail Dog Walkers said blah, blah, blah. Whereas if I knew it was Katie from Katie from Katie, the dog walker, it's much more personal to say. Oh thanks Katie Doyle thank you for you know your thoughts on the you know how to find a journalist task or whatever it was. The other thing um that also kind of throw a bit of a spanner in the works is when you're emailing people if you are sent so if you're sending an email out about the challenge or about the live or about the task that day and they've joined as their page when the link when they click on the link in the email it doesn't take them to the group because I'm not quite sure why but they need to they need to have registered on the personal profile this is what I found anyway with Kajabi it wasn't taking people directly to the group if they'd registered on a page but if they'd registered on their personal profile there wasn't any problem so I'm going to change that again I'm going to make sure that people only join as themselves rather than a page. Um, another thing you can do is you can have some prizes as well so who doesn't love a prize I've always done prizes for my challenges and these have ranged from like diaries and personalised notepads to a month in my membership and I also did um, a power hour which I gave away in the last challenge. Um, The other thing that I always do with the January challenges is I um, have given away Janet Murray media diaries because they fit in really well with, with what I actually do with you know generating ideas to promote your business so they've always been really popular prizes. So it makes it fun and it creates a really nice buzz in the group and you can kind of look at how I last time I did it on the most engaged um, members of the group. This time I'm going to do it slightly differently. I'm going to do probab- I'm going to pick winners rather than do it on who's the most engaged, um, because I think it will be it will be. Um, I think I'd rather kind of do it on the actions that people take and that kind of thing, as well as being engaged. Obviously, that's great. I, want, I just I'm going to pick individual winners this time. And so what I will be doing on my challenge is I will give away a month in the membership. I might do something slightly different, actually, because I've got a course coming up that I think could be quite a nice giveaway. But I will finalise that by the time the challenge is ready. But going back to what I was saying, having um, you know, having some prizes, having a bit of a bit of you know, a bit of competition in there, that's great. It doesn't have to be anything really fancy or expensive. If you give, you know, if you're giving away a power hour or you're giving away one of your courses or a, a program, it isn't really costing you anything. So don't think that you've got to go out and get anything really amazing. I actually won some AirPods in a challenge once, um, but you know, you don't have to go and give away anything really fancy or expensive like that. And then the final thing is to show up and give your absolute everything with no expectation of anything in return. So you want people to go away from your challenge having had a really brilliant experience and for them to be able to implement what they've learned. So like I say, in my challenge, I had people who went away and got newspaper coverage. I had one lady who ended up on Radio 4. had people who messaged me now and say... I sent off a pitch from your challenge and it's just been in a magazine, so it's brilliant. Um, so for mine, my the, the thing that I want people to take away is for them to go and get go and get some publicity, to feel more confident putting themselves forward, to feel more confident promoting their business, and to get some media coverage or publicity on a blog or a vlog or a website, and for them to get over that feeling of wariness and you know anxiety around putting themselves out there. Like with mine, um, people might people might come to my challenge because they will have thought okay I'd really like to get some newspaper coverage from my business or I'd really like my product to feature in a magazine but I don't know how to go about it and in the challenge in in the challenge week I can ask them what the product is I can make suggestions I can I can send them in the right direction if the the journalists or the publications they need to speak to. So by the end of the week they've got everything that they need. They know who to approach, they've got a story idea, they've got a pitch, they know how to write a pitch and off they go. So it's really great, as I say, in the weeks that follow, I get lots of messages and posts in my group which shows where they show off the coverage they've got. So for me, that's that's my job done. I'm really chuffed. They're really chuffed. They're gonna go and tell their friends about it. Um their friends might come and join the challenge. They might come and join my free Facebook group. They might listen to the podcast. They might decide that they want to come and work with me. They might just go and use stuff that I've talked about before and then go and get some coverage, which is brilliant. And then if people want some more personalised support, they can come and join my coaching programme. So if they want me to be, you know, if they want to be part of a community where they're learning how to promote the pet business they're with other pet business owners... They have, you know, my personalised advice. They have all of the kind of templates and worksheets and tutorials and live calls that I have in my coaching program. They can they can have me in their ears and, you know, be on calls with me all year round if they want to. Um, but there is no pressure to do that. They can just take what they've learned in the challenge and they can go and achieve what the challenge is set out to help them achieve, which is to get publicity. So, as I say, there's no pressure to, you know, there's no pressure no pressure to join. And as long as you. Go in with this attitude that you're not going to put people under pressure to join your program, or you're not going to expect that everyone is going to sign up. Then you're going to create a really good experience for for your group. My experience of challenges, I've had different kind of. It's hard to say, actually. I've had different. I've had a real variety when it's come to sign ups, as in people joining from being in a challenge. So, from the last last challenge that I did, there were two hundred in the group, and I had. 13 sign up, so that would be um I'm not very good at percentages, but I think that's like a six and a half percent um sign up compared, you know, in comparison to how many people were in the group. So that I was quite happy with that. That that conversion rate, you know, I was really, really pleased with that. Um, I have had challenges where it's been higher, I've had challenges where it's been lower. Um, And each time you learn the last challenge, I have to say, I really, really enjoyed. Um, But yeah, if you're going in, if you're doing the challenge and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like half the people are going to sign up or 80% of the people are going to sign up, really just manage your expectations with it because it isn't likely to be that high. But the other thing that does happen as well is people, I find when people have done one challenge, if they hadn't known me before the first challenge, but they were really keen and really enjoyed it, they might not sign up after that one, but they might, join or they might book a power hour or they might come and do a class with me further on down the line so you just want to give them a really brilliant experience so they think yep I really like this person I you know I really want them kind of you know I really trust in what they have to say I really like how they work you want to give them a really great experience and then they might potentially turn into a client further down the line so if you're thinking of doing a challenge or you've done one and you've listened in to re, or you've read this post to pick up some pointers, then I hope it's been helpful. Um, do please come and join my publicity challenge if getting publicity is something that you want to do. And I'll put the sign up page in the show notes. As I say, just go and or come along to my free Facebook group, which is publicity tips for pet businesses, and you'll find it find all of the details in there as well. So with your challenge challenge. Uh you know, do get expert advice, do be organised and try and give as an amazing experience as you possibly can. Uh, Don't overwhelm yourself, don't make it too complicated, don't you know think that you know just manage your be realistic with your expectations and even if the results aren't what you hope for, your next challenge will be different. So just keep trying and keep learning. And as I say, if you'd like to come and join me, it's from the 26th to the 30th of April. I would absolutely love to see you there. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.